Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and my guest is Christian de la Huerta, and here's a bit about Christian. With 30 years of experience, Christian is a sought-after spiritual teacher, personal transformation coach, and leading voice in the breathwork community. He has traveled the world offering inspiring and transformational retreats, combining psychological and spiritual teachings with lasting and life-changing effects. An award-winning, critically acclaimed author, he has spoken at numerous universities and conferences and on the TEDx stage. His new book, Awakening the Soul of Power, was described by multiple Grammy Award winner Gloria Estefan as a bomb for the soul of anyone searching for truth and answers to life's difficult questions and has received a Nautilius Book Award and a Nonfiction Book Award. To find out more about his work and receive a free guided meditation, power practices, and a chapter from the book, you can visit www.soulfulpower.com, which will be in the show notes afterwards. And without further ado, please welcome Christian de la Huerta to GEMS Podcast. Thank you so much for having me on the show, um, Genesis. Glad to be here with you. My pleasure. You are definitely accomplished for sure, Christian. But before we dive into our segment, which we're going to talk about purpose and power, I want you to share a fun and interesting fact about yourself, and it's going to be our icebreaker. Hmm. I am one of nine kids. I'm the second oldest of nine. Um, born in Cuba, so lived there the first 10 years of my life. And all of us were, ra- were, were born within 12 years. So my mom was pretty much pregnant for 12 years in a row, wh- which I know is relevant to you knowing that you are um, in that state right now. And many blessings on that. Thank you. And that is amazing. You definitely have something in common with my husband. He comes from a big family as well. Um, I definitely, (laughs) I definitely want a small family. Um, It's not the typical heritage that I was raised in because both of my parents came from large families. My mom is West Indian and my dad was um, South American. He's from Curaçao. So right off the tip of Venezuela. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I've seen the large sides and I just think two kids is just enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I, I can't even imagine. Like, I'm, I'm very happy, very grateful if I don't kill my plants. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to dive into purpose and power. What does that look like and mean? Because so many times we as individuals may not find out our life's purpose and we're just going through the motions. We're jumping on the bandwagons of what other people want us to do, what they want us to say. But if we would just stop, pause 
and dial it back and really do the inward work and get to know who we are at the core, then I think that the clarity will come about why were we created and what we were put on this earth to do. Yeah, and I, I agree. I don't think there's a, a more relevant, more important question to ask ourselves. Um, you know, one, one example of that is like, I often quote Viktor Frankl. He was an Austrian psychiatrist who spent um, years in concentration camps, lost everybody, his, lost everything and everybody in his family, his family, his pregnant wife, soulmate kind of relationship. And, and so being a psychiatrist, he would be in this most unimaginable of situations and ask himself the question, why did some people seem to survive and others didn't? And, you know, the more that, that he observed it, the more he realized that it had nothing to do with intelligence or education or physical strength or, or socioeconomic status or what they were before, where they came from. None of that mattered. In, in that sense, it was a great equalizer. Um, the people who seemed to survive were the ones who, who had a sense of purpose, had a, a sense of meaning. Um, and so he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. And you know, for me, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's, it's a, that question is a matter, matter of survival. Um, you know, it's like, I think that everybody who's listening to this kind of show, Genesis, that you put together and that you offer for us, I think anybody who's here knows that there isn't anyone out there that's going to make us happy. And, and how unfair to put that responsibility on somebody else. You are going to make me happy. Like, yikes, that's a big responsibility. And I hope that everybody knows that there isn't enough money out there or enough worldly success or enough power or enough experiences or enough belongings none of that stuff makes us happy and how much how much more evidence do we need like how often do we see political leaders um celebrities have all the money all the power that you could ever dream of having and they're miserable to get into into all sorts of trouble with substances and and with depression and you know the, such a delicate self-esteem that one tweet sends them into a, a tailspin of defensiveness um, that's really sad. And, and so for me, what, what does make us happy is that fundamental relationship with ourselves, which comes from knowing who we are and, and what we're here for. Absolutely. And you said it so spot on, that fundamental of knowing who we are. And in my opinion, I think that sometimes it's it takes us a lot longer because growing up, depending on where you were raised, when you're in school, they always ask this dumb question. And forgive me if this kind of sounds rude to anyone listening. It's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? But I think that what question is a form of defining that individual and placing you in a box or category. And I wish they would revise the question and say, who do you want to be when you grow up? Because the who is tied to your morals, your values, your characteristics. And it's really soul center whenever you know the who versus the what. Yes, brilliant, brilliant way of framing that. Uh, and you're right. And then add to that the fact that we're conditioned by society, by by family, by by you know just like we grow thinking that that's the way things are, and we're taught not to question and to just kind of fit the mold. Um, and whenever one of us steps away from that, you know, we get we we get the flag for that. 
um, and we're criticized. Um, and, and yet to me, like, you know, when I think about this, there isn't anybody out there, Genesis, as you know, who has the same genetics, the same set of experiences, the same skill sets, the same interests, the same dreams um, that make each one of us unique. If we don't give expression to that, and I'm talking like full expression to that, not half, half asked, you know, like really full expression to that. Ain't nobody else going to do it. And to me, that's where our fulfillment lies. Absolutely. And I like that you said full expression because some people are just doing it halfway and then they wonder why they're not seeing the results. But what actions have you taken in order to get the full results? Like, for example, a farmer, if that farmer never goes out and plants those seeds, are we going to be able to have the crops? No. Are we going to be able to have certain things in the supermarkets or the farmer's market if that farmer never goes out and does what he or she is supposed to do? So you have to start by taking action, 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 action in order to see those results. And so many times in life, people want everything so quick. And I call it the microwave society. You put it in the microwave, you hit that quick 30 seconds button, and you think it's done. Yeah, it may um, satisfy you for a moment, but it's not going to be with you for a lifetime because you didn't do what you needed to, to sustain you and really have that proper balance. And when you think about the name of your book, um, Awaken the Soul, what came to my mind was the entire trinity of our body, mind, body, and soul. And then if you break that down further, what does that look like? Mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So I want you to talk a little bit about your book and how does that complement, of course, the purpose and the passion yeah. and power. Yeah, the three Ps, right? Talk <laughs> about another another trinity. Um, and, and yeah, so, and I want to like piggyback off what you just said, because doing what you and I are talking about is not easy. Right. It's a lot easy, easier to go through life just kind of unquestioning, taking things at face value, um, doing what everybody thinks we should, you know, we should be doing, what society expects of us. Um, anybody can do that. You know, anybody can just go with the flow and, and numb ourselves out because that's what most of us end up doing. We numb ourselves out. We run away from our feelings, from our desires, from our fears. Um, and benumbing out, whether we do it with substances or food or sex or TV or social media um, or many of the many, many multiple ways that we use to, to not feel and not think. So what we're talking about, that this book that, that, you, that, you know, that we're talking about today, Awakening the Soul of Power, is, is the first of a series of three. The title of the series is Calling All Heroes, because what we're saying, what you and I are saying is that this takes work. Like going within, figuring out who we are, why we do the things we do. Why do we believe certain things and not on others? Why do certain people trigger us and not others? Why do we get stuck in these certain patterns of, of behavior, patterns of relationships that sometimes feel like, like it's the same boring movie. It's just with a different actor, a different co-lead, but the same kind of crap coming up, the same patterns, the same arguments, kind of boring. So at some point, we got to get honest and, and look in the mirror and say, hey, there's one common denominator in every one of those relationships, in every one of those arguments is right here. So why? You know, why do I do the things we do? Why do I attract certain people and certain patterns into my life? 
it takes work, right? It takes self-observation. And, and, so, and it's heroic. Sometimes we've got to like feel stuff and remember stuff that's not fun or pleasant. And it is so worthwhile because in our willingness to do this heroic work, like we get to step into our power. We get to express our purpose fully. We get to live our passion uh, both in the bedroom and out of the bedroom. We, we get to have relationships that can actually have a chance of working and we have fulfillment. We find happiness, which is all here. It's all in here. As long as we're looking for it out there, we're, we're not going to find it. Um, and so, so yeah, that's the, kind of the, the bigger picture of it. The, this particular first book, it's about power. How do we step into power, personal power, in a way that's not about hierarchy, about control, about fear, about force, about in a way that doesn't require that we push anybody down, step on them, put our knee to their neck in order for us to feel powerful. So how do we do that in a different way? Because the, the truth is that we all have a conflicted, kind of ambivalent relationship to power. Part of us wants it, part of us is afraid of it. And I think Genesis, what we're afraid of is that if we really step into our power, if we really step into all of who we are, that other people wouldn't be able to handle it and that we might end up rejected and alone. And who wants that? I think we also fear that we might abuse it. And no wonder, like all we gotta do is on any given day, turn on the news to witness at least one abuse of power. Um, and who wants to do that? You know, what good hearted person wants to, wants to go around abusing power um, and putting people down and stepping on them and that kind of stuff. And then combine that with the fact that we've also been conditioned to be afraid of the emotions. So somewhere along the way, somebody decided that the emotions are weakness, which has nothing, has no basis on reality. The emotions are in strength, they're not weakness, they're just energies that depending on how we express those emotions, you know, they have a good or a not so good effect, um, but they're neutral. They're just energy going through our body. And so when you put all that into, into, into the mix together, what happens is that we end up giving away our power our innate, inherent power that nobody can give to us, nobody can take away. We are the only ones who give it away. And the sad part is that we give it away for kind of lame reasons. Like we say yes, when inside, it's not okay with us. Inside, we feel no. But in order to avoid conflict or maintain a semblance of peace, we stuff ourselves, we stuff our bigness, we play small, we, we act as if that was okay with us. And, and we settle, we settle for an illusion of security, for a false sense of acceptance and for crumbs, morsels of pseudo love. And so it's not a good strategy. Um, and so what the book is, talks about is like, how do we do that? How do we step in, into power in a way that's more about power with rather than power over? Mm. Oh, wow, man, power with rather than power over and you just dropped a whole set of gems with the explanation of what the book is about and I love the overall theme where you said calling all heroes because that is very inclusive to let people know that you are a hero in your own story you can be yes. heroic and you don't need somebody to define or label you as one if you have the power within to shape and recreate and yes. just thinking about the awakening piece, like if we stay there and dissect awakening, 
each day that we wake up, it's a gift. And we're all afforded the ability to hit that reset button. We can't go back in the past. We can't speed up to the future, but we can be present in the moment and we can awaken ourselves to possibilities. We can awaken ourselves to dream. We can awaken ourselves to be that person who can be a change maker and just advocate for the good. But until we shut out the negativity, shut off the imposter syndrome, get rid of the egos and et cetera, we're not going to fully awaken. And if we don't fully awaken, we're not gonna know what our soulful mission and purpose is. And that's why we have so many people who are walking around empty. And when they're empty, they begin to hurt people because they're deflecting their insecurities onto somebody else. Preach, sister, preach. (laughs) (laughs) So your book is just so powerful, just the name in itself. And of course, your your background. So there obviously had to be a point where you said, you know what, enough is enough. I need to write this book because I've went through life experiences and I need to help somebody else. So what was that breaking point or that realization in your life when you just decided to jumpstart your writing journey, Christian? I mean, there've been, there've been several of those along the way. Uh, for this book in particular, I've, I've probably been brewing that book for 10 years, you know, and doing workshops and doing retreats around that and working with everybody and particularly women, um, because I believe that the empowerment of women is the single most important thing that needs to happen in the world. It's not to give, it's not to put women up on a pedestal. It's not to give women more, you know, to idealize women or to give them more crap that they have to clean up in this world. But it's because as a world, as a species, we've been running very much off balance between the masculine and the feminine energies in this, in this world. And so I believe that when women are in 50% of power in this world, that we're gonna have a very different relationship to war and poverty and wealth distribution and social justice and how we treat the environment to all of it. And, and so to me, it's like a strategic approach. Like what is one thing that we could focus on that will then impact a bunch of other stuff that we, a lot of the challenges that we're facing. And to me, that's the one that I land on. Um, but I think I, I sidetracked from your, from your question. <laughs> yeah. So my question was just really trying to get at the core of, what um, experience led you to writing the book, um, that aha moment where you were probably just alone, maybe you were having coffee or something or tea with a friend. And, you know, the idea came that, hey, it's time for me to, you know, write my truths in a book where I can share with others to change the way that they're thinking and leave an impact. And it's also a way of building a legacy because when you pass on, your book will still be living and other people will still be buying it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, from from your your mouth to God's ear, um, and and it's not about selling the books. It's about the effect that that will have. Right? It's about the changed lives, um, because I know this book will change lives. There's no question about it. Um, and 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 so, in terms of what inspired it, I think several points along the way, but one in particular that comes to mind was my my older sister. You know, when we were kids. 
she was, and she's probably two years older than I am. She was like one of these natural born leaders. Like she would boss around not only the nine of us, but the entire neighborhood, like 15, 20 kids. And not in a bossy negative way. She would just say, hey, let's go do that. And we would all say, okay, let's go do that. And until she hit puberty. And then I don't know what happened, Genesis. I don't know if somebody said something to her about how women behaved and little girls behaved or whether she just picked it up you know, through osmosis from the society and from culture, but she turned that thing off. And I know that's not the only example. I mean, I, I, so many women who come to my, my retreats um, have had a similar experience with it where they felt that if they were going to um, find a man, you know, who, who would not be threatened by, by them, they had to like stuff their power or they had to address a certain way or they had to behave in certain ways. And, and so it's, it's not a good strategy because we're stuffing our inherent nature, which as we were talking about before, that's where our fulfillment, fulfillment and our happiness exist. And so when we're, when we're trying to act as if and, and behave in ways that depending on what other people think we should be, it's like, there's no good outcome from that um, in any direction, in any, in any situation. Um, another, another, another really interesting thing was that a couple of years ago, um, I was, I had submitted a book proposal to an agent in New York that I was working with at the time. Um, and she said to me, and, you know, it's like, yeah, I want to work with you, but I want to see some of these marketing ideas implemented before we pitch it to a publisher. And I don't know if, you, I don't know if you've ever seen a, a, a book proposal, but it's like a, a huge term paper, 50, 60 pages. Part of it is a marketing analysis. You know, who else, what else is out there that's similar? Why are you the person to write this book? Who's your audience? How do you plan to reach them? So implementing that marketing plan would have taken me a year. Um, and so when she said that, it was like putting on the brakes. And then I, because I was already spending the advance in my mind. Um, and so then I went, all right, well, if this is not it right now, um, if I were, and if, if I were not going to write for an advance, what would I write about? And, and about a month before, like for only the second time in my life, sitting in meditation, I had heard words like audible words and the words were the soul of power. And I thought, huh, what an interesting concept. Like I'd never even thought about power having a soul or, or, or power period. I hadn't really thought about it. Um, and so I just wrote it down, got the, the URL and forgot about it. So a month later, when I was like in this questioning crisis, what am I really gonna write about? Um, like after a couple of days, it just dawned on me. And it was one of, one of those you know, palm to the forehead kind of moments. Like, wow, if I really do believe um, that women, that the single most important thing that needs to happen in the world is the empowerment of women, then what am I doing about that specifically? Like, of course, I'll always work with women, but what am I doing about that issue directly? Like soulful power, women's empowerment is like, hello, how do we do that in a different way? That's not this patriarchal power over i'm gonna you know do it by force i'm gonna force you to do it my way or the highway this cowboy mentality um of rape and pillage the earth um that just doesn't work anymore it's not sustainable anymore so that's how i got it i started thinking about all this stuff that's amazing so your sister was an influence whenever you saw that something turned off that light switch went from on to off and then just sitting in meditation and being one with yourself you heard the audible words and both of those events is what helped you ignite and spark this book which is incredible because sometimes we never 
um, slow down to just really meditate and just tune off the noise. We're glued to our phone. We're aimlessly scrolling social media and just so many things are just vying for our attention. And I feel like if we would just get back to the center alignment, the world would be at more peace and we would really have more synergies. And, you know, people are are making progress there, but I would like to see more in that area. But with your book, I it is definitely going to help and just make an impact as well as leave those imprints. So as we begin to wind down, because I want to be respectful of your time, Christian, I want you to leave the listeners as well as the viewers with your call to action for this segment. Call to action is figure this out for yourself, right? Whether you read it through my book or any other way, figure out a way that you can step into your power and that you can step into your purpose because that's the only thing that's ever going to make you happy. Um, I would recommend the book of design so that it's really manageable, like with very short chapters. I know how busy and overscheduled we all are. So if you do like a short chapter each week, like just it'll take you 10, 15 minutes to read it. Then take a little bit of extra time and do the prop, the power practices, because those are important. Those, those are what are going to help you apply the teachings, take them on integrate them into your life so that they don't stay at the level of information. We don't need more information. You know this. We got information overload. What we need is transformation. And that comes from really taking on and applying teachings into our lives. Um, so take your time, read it. And I promise you, guarantee that it will change your life. Beautiful. And for anyone interested in connecting with you on a further and deeper level, please plug your website, Christian, and where you hang out primarily on social media. I'm on different social media, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, not great about it in any of them, uh, about be having like a steady presence. Um, the best way to reach me is my, my, my website. And from there, they can access my social media. Um, the website, again, is soulfulpower.com, S-O-U-L-F-U-L, power, P-O-W-E-R.com. And, and as you were saying in the beginning, anybody who goes to soulfulpower.com and gets on my email list, and we all know how easy it is to, to unsubscribe, click, and, you, and you're unsubscribed if it doesn't work for you. But just by getting on it, you'll get a sample chapter from the book, uh, some of these power practices we were talking about, and um, a guided meditation. Um, that I created in the, in the worst part of the pandemic to help us move into a space of trust in these crazy chaotic times of uncertainty in which we live. Thank you so much. And listeners and viewers, you just heard once again, Christian de la Huerta here on GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Lamar's Kemp. All of his contact information will be in the show notes, so there is no excuse for you not to connect with him by going to his website or his social media. And I want to challenge you to spend 30 minutes of your day alone. Cut off your phone, put it on Do Not Disturb, turn down the lights, listen to some soulful music, and really meditate and be at one with yourself and see if you hear an audible voice. Focus on your breath work and really focus on letting go of the negativity, the toxic, and the external factors that are forcing you to feel a certain way. And after you come out of that 30 minutes of solo time 
in a place of peace. Ask yourself, how do you feel? What did you gain from that experience? And write it down. Really be intentional so you can over time learn how to awaken your soul and eat a nutritious but delicious meal afterwards. So until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Subscribe and share this podcast. We are on 40 plus platforms. Follow us over at YouTube which is GEMS with Genesis on Mars Camp for all things video content. And we're actually looking for brand sponsors as well as brand ambassadors. We are currently ranked in the top 3% globally in podcasts per www.listennotes.com. So your brand, your services could be heard right here and your monetary donations and contributions are always greatly appreciated to continue to carry out this mission. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.